All right, everybody. Here we are. Shrink with the Mooney, episode 65. We are recording. It is Saturday, August 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Our, show is, t- our show gets the early bird special now. Yeah, but every time I, I say it, I'm like, can you believe it? Is it this time? Like, wait, how many times? Gonna... We'll get an AARP. AARP books, magazines. Ironically, I heard that you don't even you don't need a uh, minimum age. You just have to like be retired from your job. So you could be like retired at 29 and then like get all the benefits from like the get a free movie. <laughs> you can get all the benefits and stuff. There's no minimum at the AARP. Um, yeah, but uh, we're here today. A lot of stuff to talk about. I'm excited. Uh, end of the summer almost. Uh, fall is going to be September, especially is going to be very big for us. Uh, but just just to get it out of the way, we're going to talk about uh, movies. We love talking about movies. We're cinephiles. Mm-hmm. We just got it. We just did six weeks, well, five and a half weeks of uh, once more time in Hollywood. But we're going to talk about uh, sequels. Um, this is something that I'm really into. Um, there's a bunch of movies that I only saw the, the part two before I saw part one. And for some reason, I have like this whole, uh, I favor sequels. I don't know. But I do respect like the originals and everything. And I eventually did see all the originals and everything. But we're going to talk about movies where we think that the sequel or a, a sequel uh, outshines the original. And we're going to talk about that. We don't know what we're going to say yet. We're, we'll debate about it. A lovely, you know, like a uh, a playful debate about that. Um, also, popular shows that we dislike. Uh, this was very true when, uh, like, when you're in college and like people would pop on shows and you'd be like, I don't want to watch this, but you would like watch it and hang out with people. For me, um, there's a bunch of shows that people would pop on and I just would just uh, sit through them and I would try to like them, um, but I never got into them. Uh, I'm going to give my example. Uh, Sherry's going to give his. And another thing about TV, um, I think me and Sherry are both night owls. We've always been. Uh, we're talking about Toonami. Uh, and I, I have a, I have my own story with this too. Uh, and it actually has to do with something that happened earlier this week, which is ironic, before uh, Shug offered this up, this, uh, this topic. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, besides that, we are coming off of a Yankee win again. Nine straight. Uh, so nine straight. Yeah. And we got to remember, there was a doubleheader. Uh, so, yeah, so this is all in one week, pretty much. The, the Yankees was like the first team, um, I think, all time to win like five straight games against like four different teams in the span of like seven days or something like that. It was, it was like some kind of random record because they had like a makeup game against, um, I think it was like five to the first team to win five straight against three different teams because they who who were we playing last week? I forgot. Oh, Chicago. So we won like two in Chicago. Yeah, we, um, well, we talked about it. Like you know, the Field of Dreams game turned into two games in Chicago. Then we yeah. had Boston. Uh, and then they before had like, twins. We had and, the, and, the then, twins. and then they had a um in they had a makeup game against the Angels that was randomly on the Monday night because it was a game that got rained out, rained out early in the season. Um, so it was like the first time a team won like five straight games against um, three different teams because it's a rare occurrence 
because of the makeup game. Yeah, it's it's exciting because um, when this season started, or no, I think what it was, it was like they were the first team to win four straight games against three different teams because they won um, the last game in Chicago, the game against the Angels, and then the game against the two games against Boston. I mean, and it's important because it's not just like random games because why? Yankees are, no, we're looking at postseason, trying. Yeah, you know, people people might want to run back the table on me and say, "Oh, like you were all pessimistic," <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> shut up. I don't look at it as like, "Oh, I would like you know, you're a fair weather fan." Like the Yankees, if you watch um or listen to any of my past, like um you know rants about the Yankees in the past episodes, it's just a testament to how bad they looked back then because they really looked bad they looked terrible um but you know since the all-star break it's been like night and day like it's a whole different team like they're starting to look like the team we expected going into the season yeah but i'm the pessimistic i'm I'm pessimistic pessimistic most uh, out of us because um i'm always like all right well they're hitting their stride but then like when playoff time comes they're gonna be like cold again that's like the whole mentality and yeah. I, should, I, sh- I shouldn't have that you know yeah, i mean we, we have our cousins we have the mets they they um yeah they don't you don't hear from them anymore they they, they yeah they started off really hot you know and now it's just like you got like yeah. six runs i in think the last, for them like, it's like it's like same old song so you don't even hear them complaining about how bad they are but when they were when they were good for the last couple of weeks like when they were good for the first couple of months as opposed to how bad they've been the last couple of weeks like they've been quiet but when they were really good, because I remember after the Subway Series, they were talking, like, a lot of shit. And when they won, like, two out of three in the Subway Series, it was like, oh, like, well, you know, to Yankee fans, it was just like, um, you know, it was like a drop of rain into the, the ocean because the Yankees have been bad against everybody. But for the Mets, it's usually like, woohoo, we run the city, da 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 And, like, now it's like, man, they, they, they went back into the sewers you don't know where i haven't heard from a match fan since but i'm really i'm really happy about the yankees it's um it's crazy how how good they've been i'm trying to take it one day at a time i don't even look at the standings uh i'm not even like making like playoff i'm not even putting expectations on them for the playoffs um i would just see this thing through but they've been looking really really good nine straight games um, I just got the alert that the last game against uh, Minnesota is going to be postponed until um, mid-September. So you're probably going to have another chance to see the Yankees win like four games against three different teams. Is your game postponed because of the uh, weather? Yep. All right. So I'm, I'm going to get into this because I think it pretty much is 10 years to like the week. Um, was it Sandy or was it a different one? Well, Sandy, right? Ten years ago. Oh, Sandy was like in like the fall. It was like in All November. Right, so, so there was some rainstorm that uh, was one like, type of like almost hurricane, and it was ten years ago this week. And I remember because other things were happening, so I remember it. But uh, where we live, we have uh, we don't have free we have freeways and throughways, but we also have parkways. And the, the Bronx Road Parkway was completely f- flooded, 
and like you could get a gondola you know like the thing in like italy the gondola thing i don't know how to pronounce it mm-hmm. like that but gondola and like i remember walking across the bridge and be like holy moly like you could see like you could like go down it like uh like lewis and clark type style and i can't believe that was 10 years ago this week yeah because um, it's built like in a riverbed so of course it's going to be the first thing to flood exactly. river, yeah. it was a river yeah um but yeah i mean we'll see what happens with that uh my light bulb went out before we started recording i was like, oh shit is the beginning but uh, i don't think it's i think everything's gonna be fine uh until tomorrow hopefully um i'm glad we're, we're getting this episode in there uh let's talk about it we're going to chicago in two weeks now less than two weeks i was downplaying it for a while but you know uh show we're ready we're ready for chicago you're gonna yep. be out there i'll be mm-hmm. out there we're gonna be rocking and rolling yeah uh probably get one more episode in there one time this would be the probably the last like this type of episode we're doing for a while where it's like our you know typical uh setup um next week we'll see we'll see what we'll do but i do want to say that we'll be in chicago uh we got the bracelets and stuff it might be a little hectic we're gonna try to get like a couple of random like recordings in and stuff i do want to say this um I want to send this to show right now for the first time. Uh, it's too late. I want I wanted to make a T-shirt, but this is our official shirt. Would have been. Check out your phone right now. It's John Hughes style. <laughs> okay. And that's a, that's <laughs> neat. That, <laughs> that's us at Wrigley. Uh, shout out to Elbow uh, Elbow Drop Art, uh, local local New York guy. Um, yeah, that's gotta be he, on the, the next shirt. Yeah. Yeah, he's a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a teacher. So um, you know, just uh shout out to him. Um he's done a bunch of stuff for me in the past. Uh yeah, that's gonna be the, our that's our new thing. Um I was like, I can't be wearing a, a Detroit thing though. Even though I Detroit for some reason he's wearing Detroit in Chicago, but that's gonna be us. We're gonna be in Wrigley as well. Uh, I don't think I've been to like any other really like famous stadiums really or like arenas or ballparks. So that's exciting. Um, let's just jump into it because uh, we'll be in Chicago for AEW. CM mm-hmm. Punk came out. It's obviously like he uses his Chicago uh, state, you know, Illinois. Yeah. As like his background thing. So this is a kind of a play on it too. So Chicago, um, last night in Chicago, uh, AEW Rampage. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be like a swerve, as we uh, smarks talk, call it. But CM Punk came out, and he just did a hard-filled 20 minutes just talking about how he's back in pro wrestling. Shug, yeah. uh, it's cool because, you know what, remember all those times? Remember we did a little thing where we was, like, speculating about, ooh, uh, this guy is coming back, and he's, like, a former world champion. And it turned out to be, like, Mark Henry or, or, or I think, Christian or something. Well, yeah, we said no, no, we talked about it for like a good 10 minutes, and it was just like it was like no disrespect to, to those guys, but you know, it wasn't like groundbreaking stuff, yeah. But I so I think, like, yeah, like, like, like the um, Tony Khan is like I, he said it before the the before it even came out, he was like, Well, I'm not gonna disappoint our fans, like, we, we don't do that. Um, I don't know what he was alluding to, but then, you know, a lot of people was like, yeah, it's, there, it's in Chicago. He might come back. Da, 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 da. And sure enough, he did. 
And I was like out and I kind of, I, I was, you know, I was trying not to look at my phone. And when I looked at my phone, I was like, oh shit, like he, he's back. And it's funny because yeah. I'm not like a huge CM Punk fan either. So I was glad, like, it was cool to see him back. But then seeing him in a ring with a mic, I started to hate him again because I was like, I, <laughs> I really dislike this guy. Yeah, me too. It's not the fact that um, I wasn't a same like his, his character, not not yeah, not yeah. too much him as a person, but because I get where he's coming from with, um, you know, his grievances against WWE. Because in retrospect, I was like, trademark. <laughs> mm-hmm. In retrospect, I'm <laughs> like, I was like, you know, if like the Miz, even though he wasn't like the the focal point of that match if the Miz could be in a main event of wrestlemania and cm punk wasn't like something is wrong here yeah uh, i mean i saw cm punk in uh wrestlemania 29 and i barely remember it it was like i was so not into it but i do respect uh i respect cm punk for like uh the excitement that it's you know you know because i never left people are posting all these like tweets about like uh, like when you stop watching pro wrestling, when you're coming back, I'm like, I never left, you know? So I'm kind of getting a little, a little jaded where I'm like, all right, well, all right. No, I never on. got out of the pool, but like my toes were, 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 you know, in, in. I will say this though. Um, it's literally two weeks when he walked out at Royal Rumble or the week after Royal Rumble, uh, 2014, it was like two weeks later. I met. Uh, I started dating the person I'm the person I'm with now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I said, it, I was like, "Wow, it's such a long time." And I was like, "Yeah, I know it's a long time. Sorry, but I know <laughs> we've been dating a long time. Dating a long time." Um, but I can't believe it's been seven and a half years. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. And then he had the whole candy bar, uh, the ice cream bar, and stuff, and. Yeah, and I was telling you, I was like, because you were telling me you got, you know, you you, you said last week too, it was like, you got the tickets on the cheap. And mm-hmm. I was like, now if you probably try to get those tickets, you're, you're probably going to be like asked out or you got to, you know, spend a, a little bit more. Yeah. I'll be out in the park, uh, wherever that, I'll be hooking. We can try to get us tickets. But we'll be at um, the TV show that happens on Friday um, and then Fran Page which where he premiered last night and then other stuff going on. And then we have the all out. Uh, my first pay- actually, you know, I went to WrestleMania, but this is my first like non WrestleMania pay-per-view. I'm very excited. A uh, bunch of guys that we know will be there. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that again later on. Um, but yeah, but I mean, t- I mean, tonight, right before we record, SummerSlam is happening too. So how does WWE respond? Yeah, I didn't even Do they see, respond. I told her, like, it was all the news was about, like, CM Punk. I didn't even, I, I totally forgot, like, SmackDown was on last night. And apparently, um, Edge, I, I saw a video and it got me, like, titillated because Edge is kind of, mm-hmm. like, going <laughs> back to his, his roots, you know, because, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, well, friend, friend of the show, Gangrel. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. He will be on our show one day. I hope so. That's the but, best um, wrestling entrance. But they did the bloodbath. But, you know, since it's uh, 2021, you can't have, like, actual red blood. So it was, like, black. It was black with, like, red lights. I was I was titillated. I was – I, I, I'm the type of person that's, like, I, I'm, you know, you if you watch – and listen to us like you know i'm nostalgic so i always like 
callbacks and definitely uh edge um brood callback is just something that just it, it, it touched my soul and I, w- I really had no intentions of watching SummerSlam tonight because I don't like when I say nostalgia I mean nostalgia like that I don't want to see Goldberg um you know uh uh trying to, to to run around the ring and, and do his old man thing. It's funny because I, I put out a tweet because Goldberg was like, you, like, pointing to his son. He was like, you, you're the reason I do this. Da, 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 da. And I'm thinking, like, it's a little-ass fucking kid. Like, his kid is, like, 17, 18 years old. I was like, all right, give it up. He's like a grown man now. <laughs> he has a beard. He has a beard in his hand. He's like, hi, Dad. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, but... um. Yeah, I'm on the same page where it's like forced nostalgia compared to natural, uh, organic um, nostalgia. If you think about it now, like uh, with the brood, Christian just beat uh, in a match uh, Kenny Omega for like the TNA Impact Championship, and uh, which is like oh, weird. Like that was on primetime TV. It happened last week. Yeah. So um, to debut the new Rampage, which is like their new SmackDown, like Raw is Dynamite and SmackDown is rampage yeah, it's all, um, uh, yeah my my um my my like connection with wrestling because i don't watch it w- weekly i i leave that to the instagram posts of um uh dirty heels and real Overboys. um they, they friends of the show listen to those follow those i like i like those guys they keep me updated with everything with wrestling and they have a bunch of oh. great posts so i wanted to shout them out while we're talking about it and, and, and dirty hills we're gonna we might do something in the fall all right okay. talk to them yeah, uh local guys harlem we're uh, yonkers bronx so we're local so that's cool yeah. um i think by the end of the weekend you're uh i don't want to ha- i don't want it to happen but it m- might happen where shook is it the new like crying meme where he's like crying like watching wrestling where i'm like <laughs> Dude, man, you just had one too many. You're like, you're not, you don't care that much about it, but you're gonna be like a meme now. It's gonna be you as a meme, and um, then you, you know, your DMs are gonna get filled, and then you're gonna leave me. <laughs> you're gonna go away. You're gonna leave me. Oh, but, only, um, you better like it would have to be a um, a, um, a Yoko situation. I'd need a, a female. Yeah, I would only leave Mike for for like a woman. They did a woman. And I ain't none of them coming, so you don't got nothing. <laughs> Whatever they want, I don't got. So you're good for now, Mike. <laughs> All right, so we got that going on. Um, one last thing about the wrestling is because it's John Cena and Roman Reigns, which is like we should have had this five years ago. Oh, yeah. I didn't even now it's like kind of like okay. I don't want to see it. No, I, yeah, I, think about to, it. To, I actually <laughs> want to see that. I actually forced myself to watch um. We'll watch I, I mean, I didn't force myself to watch it, but me and my stepdad the other night, we ordered it on demand. We watched Fast and Furious 9, and I, I was already out, you know, because mm. at this point, it's, like, generic. They've been doing the same, like, the same, like, plot device, like, the same motivation they've been using for, like, ex- like at least the last, like, three movies. Um, But, you know, they, they do different stuff around it. It actually wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. It's the same thing like with like Godfather Three. If you watch my dissertation on like the death of Michael Corleone, it's, it was a bad movie, but it wasn't like that bad. 
Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it too because sequels, um, like Fast and Furious movies could be anything. Like part seven could have been like a brand new franchise. You know, there's also elements that get intertwined. But, you know, there's that type of thing where it's like, it's not exactly cliffhangers, you know, like each episode, each one. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what would wrestling. Um, Edge also is another top dog. Think about it. We have Edge, Christian, uh, CM Punk, John Cena. And uh, we're, here we are talking about it. You know, it's, it's fun. I mean, there was a lull that happened for about like five years uh i i jumped on it early in 2018 with like uh live shows going to these and all the guys that i saw you know i see them week by week now and it's like fun um but yeah i mean besides the yankees uh i don't want to do want to bore everyone about uh our giants we had the giants just last week um I'm excited for uh, the NFL to kick off. Uh, I feel like it's been like more than just a year because um, when me and Shug started working together, I miss like every game, every uh, every home game for the Giants. So uh, I'm excited to get back into NFL mode because I think yeah. I've been out of it. And it's, you know, how do you feel about the NFL before we hop into our uh, topics? Um. I'm I'm excited. Obviously, I'm always. I think the Giants are gonna go as far as Daniel Jones allows them to go. And I I I really I have like a tough tough love relationship with Daniel Jones because I feel like a lot of Giants losses last season, um, he deserved like a lot of the blame for, but a lot of people pointed like elsewhere, um. Mm-hmm. But I will give him credit because he himself, like, took a lot of responsibility. It's just his, you know, misgivings weren't as hyped up as, say, um, you know, Jason Garrett or, you know, Evan Ingram dropping passes or the son of third. So I'm excited for him. And last thing about sports, Nick's schedule dropped. We have had, according to Tommy Bears on Twitter, we have more nationally televised games this year, um, excluding, excluding, excluding yeah, NBA TV 23 than we've had in the last four years. Actually, not even the last four. I think he said the last seven years. Um, we're back on Christmas. We're playing the Hawks. Mm, uh, a lot of people had, you know, it, it's actually like a whole like civil war going on on Twitter now with um, – you know, Hawks fans and Knicks fans about who's making who relevant. Um, I will say this, though, with the Hawks. Um, you beat us in the first round of the playoffs, went all the way to the conference finals. But uh, what's the only thing that's remembered from your playoff run is Trey Young yeah. versus 20,000 Knicks fans. So who made yeah. who relevant? Exactly. Yeah, like beating the Knicks is like what made you relevant. So it's kind of yeah. like it's like being on the floor, like where you're like bleeding, and you're like, you're like, yeah, I made you, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, and they they um they actually have some interesting stuff because it's the diamond anniversary of the NBA, seventy five years, mm-hmm. and it actually has like a five game stretch where it's gonna celebrate the history of um the NBA, and the Celtics, Knicks, and the Warriors were the only NBA teams to have been playing consistently um, since the 
B the BAA, which was the predecessor to the NBA, started. So they're having like a whole week where they're celebrating out where all three of those teams play each other. And the kickoff game is us against the Raptors because the first NBA game was the Knicks versus the Toronto Muskies at the time. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know the um, the Warriors were with Philly or was it New uh, upstate New York? Philly, right? Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, the the Sixers Clippers Clippers were, were upstate. Yeah, the Clippers that, yeah. were in Buffalo, but the Syracuse Nationals were the predecessor to the Philadelphia 76ers. So we got mm. twenty three uh, national games, twenty nine if you include the um, NBA TV games, which are you know. Uh, they're their own thing, but you could still watch it locally. Whereas, like the ABC, ESPN, TNT games are only on those channels, so it's a huge upgrade. And when I saw the amount of games, because that's almost like half the season, um, I, I, I tweeted, I was like, whether or not people want to admit it or not, the NBA has been waiting for the New York Knicks to be good. If they weren't, they would have been pushing Brooklyn to be the New York team and everybody knew that wasn't going to happen. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm hyped. We made some good ass moves. I didn't previously get to, to talk about it, but we made some good ass moves, picked up Evan Fournier, um, brought back Derek Rose, brought back Norlands Noel, brought back Alec Burks. We literally brought back all the people who I was hoping we'd bring back in at least Derrick Rose. And then if I had to keep people from last year, I wanted to keep New Orleans and I wanted to keep Alec Burke. So I was happy about that. And then by some stroke of fortune, I mean, you know, we also, it, it has to be um, disclaimed um, with his injury history, you kind of have to tap it. You know, you know, you have to keep your your um, expectations like tepid. But we somehow lucked into getting Kemba Walker, who's an All Star point guard. He's from Soundview in the Bronx. He grew up with one of my best friends right here in this pick, my boy Ant, who's from Soundview. Um, Ant claims to have been the one that taught him that you know step back move that he pulled on my school Pittsburgh in the in the Big East tournament. So I'm really glad he's got like I always used to give me shit about the Knicks, but now that his boys on the Knicks now he's you want to be a Knicks fan. But we we welcome we welcome all comers because the Knicks are coming, man. If he's healthy, the Knicks are gonna be a problem. We brought back Randall. Randall's gonna be here for a while. Um RJ I keep telling people it's funny and they're playing them. They they're playing them real, real silly, and I'm getting tired of this shit. I think we all are getting tired of this shit. And I feel like it's gonna be a point where RJ just has like a really, really breakout season. I'm not talking about like a really good season. I'm talking about all-star caliber season, and people is gonna be acting like they're fucking surprised. They're gonna be acting like they're fucking surprised because they spend so much time trying to make him out like he ain't shit. He was a top high school recruit in the country over Zion Williamson and then went to Duke and won ACC freshman of the year over Zion Williamson, who he was playing with. He averaged 14 points on like four rebounds and four assists in his rookie season. 
he came back his sophomore season after the pandemic, big ass layoff, came back even stronger and averaged 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, 40% from the three-point line. And I just remember this this morning when I was like brushing my teeth. I'm like, people don't realize how huge it is that he 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 was shooting 40% from three-point range last year. For one, he had a fucking net negative player in Alfred Payton as his point guard. He also had a stretch where he was like two for 24 from three-point range. And he actually like didn't hit a three-pointer for like five games and still ended up shooting 40% from three. And this year, he's got Kemba Walker. He's got a motivated uh, Julius Randle because everybody keeps talking about his um, playoffs. I'm excited for the Knicks, man. I mean, like, there might be a low regression as far as playoff seeding, but I still – I see them winning, like, 45, 47 games, maybe even 50. Is that that double – is that Dipset Knicks shirt? Yeah. Became out of some. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. I want, to talk um, about, I want to talk about Dipset and Locks, so don't bring up Dipset and Locks. I don't want to talk Dipset and Locks. I think you shout want to talk to, about to, it. Shout out to, shout out to, to Jadakus, but I don't want to talk about it. Well, we gotta rep, you know, I'm Yonkers over Harlem. You know, I like both, but I rock I, I rep Dipset. I don't care. I don't, well, I don't I, like the disrespect. I, I, I will I, I concede the obvious, which is that the last one, but I'm, well, the best... I'm dipset all the way, and I ain't like the disrespect that that Jimmy and 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 Jewels, and most of all Cameron. Cameron was carrying the fucking team, man. Like he he was, he I, I don't know how to explain. It. He was carrying them the whole night. Like I was tight because Jewels was like I was rapping Jewels verses better than he was. Um, but they, I, I think they got the okie doke because usually, like, verses is just you playing your songs, mm. it's not really you performing. So, I, I think that's what they thought. But then the locks, they were they was ready, they was ready. So, a lot of credit to, to Chick, Chick Luke, South P, Jadakiss, they did their thing, son. Absolutely. All right, so let's rock and roll with episode 65. Yeah, all right, so like growing up, uh, born in the 80s at the tail end of the 80s. Uh, but most of my memories are in the 90s. Uh, I watched a lot of movies um, that had roots in the 80s. And I had no like really like personal connection to this, these movies in the 80s. And uh, just, an, just as an example, like Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching Gremlins 2 all the time, loving Gremlins 2. And then like Gremlins one, I like saw one time, like my cousin showed me one time, like, and I was like, yeah, I don't care for this. And, um, you know, these are one of the things that remind me of like, like does, does a sequel have to suck? No, like, like, so here we're going to talk about the superior sequels. Um, there's a bunch of movies that uh, I prefer the sequels to, but I objectively think that there are originals that are like in them in and of themselves like perfect films mm-hmm. perfect they did not have to make a sequel they made a sequel it's okay but i think in them in and of themselves like star wars rocky godfather these are like perfect individual films 
but then you end, you add a very very perfect sequel into it, and that makes me think about um, can a sequel outdo uh, an original? And I uh, I actually showed this uh, recently. Anything come to mind for you, Chuck? Yeah, uh, like three movies in mind. Two of them you you already mentioned. Um, okay. Well, the first one, I think it was plain and simple. Lot like in the second movie, it was like a bigger budget. Um, so that way you could increase the scale, um, be a lot more creative and 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 stuff like that. And it's interesting because all of these movies, are, these superior sequels, are not just like my favorite movies in those series or those franchises, but they're my um they're, they're some of my favorite movies period and i could have i could have kind of cheated too because technically like dr no is kind of like uh in bet- is, is probably like mid-tier like james bond movie and every single james bond movie up until um uh sp- Skyfall and Spectre and the upcoming No Time to Die, which will probably be the first movie I actually I'll, I'll be forced to go back to theaters to watch because it's not coming out on streaming. But that's neither here nor there. But I won't well, cheat with the the James Bond series. But shockingly, I was supposed to see that in London a year and a half ago, and it's yeah, still, you did that, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. But we'll move uh, onward and upward. Yeah, so I'm I'm not gonna cheat and use the James Bond series. So the first one on my list is The Godfather Part Two. Everybody knows I have very strong feelings about the Godfather series. Please check out my diatribe, my whole rant on Godfather Part Three, and then my subsequent rant about the recut version, which is the Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone that I um put out we, we put out a couple weeks ago um but godfather part two i actually read the book after finally watching the godfather films i watched i read mario puzo's original novel the godfather and it's interesting i think i've, I've mentioned it before on the show that um the second godfather movie even though like 80% of it was completely original because before the Godfather part two, um, actually Godfather was the first mainstream film to use, um, a numerical, um, sequel before then it would just kind of be like, um, a different title or it would be like a subtitle, um, off the original movie, but it was the first one to be like, this is Godfather Part Two, um, but it was an interesting story because the film includes flashbacks to the early uh, nineteen, the nineteen tens and the nineteen twenties when Vito Corleone was a young man and he was played by Robert De Niro, uh, who took up the role from Marlon Brando. And a detailed lot part, but that was the only part that was taken from the novel, The Godfather. The rest of the film, uh, Michael in um, the 50s 
and the stuff he was going through was completely original and I made up like the bulk of the movie. Um, and because of that, you know, they would, it would be best original screenplay and that was it. Um, no, it was best original screenplay and best adapted screenplay, but it should have been nominated for best original screenplay because it was original. I did the whole movie was original except for that one part. But the Academy decided anything that's um, anything that originated from another source material is technically adopted. So that's why mm. best adopted screenplay, um, you know, you see sequels being um, categorized as that. But it was a grander scale movie. I feel like it was a way. I wouldn't say it was a way better story, but it's a, a, a far more entertaining and a far more like cerebral film than I think the first one was. The first one was a lot more narrative. This one, the Godfather Part Two, got you thinking about a lot. It had a lot of, it got you thinking about morals, um, and things you would do for your family. The first movie was kind of it, it, it told a story that was narrative and it was cool and it was a cool story, but this one it actually made you think. And that's why I enjoy it more than the original. So that's my first one. Mike, I'm going to let you get some. All right. So one movie that I watched all the time in the early 90s, I never saw the original, but like my older cousins used to always watch um, Gremlins. I had no connection to Gremlins. People still hype up uh, Gremlins all the time. I have no connection. I don't care about it. You know, I've seen it before. I think it's okay. I think like it's weird. Where at one point it gets really dark, where uh, Phoebe Kate starts talking about like her father, yeah, as the Santa Claus stuff. But Gremlins Two is like a very, very postmodern meta movie, where like they're purposely referencing a movie that was a hit, a Spielberg hit, five years earlier. And uh, so Gremlins Two is a really great. Um, in and of itself, perfect movie by itself, fun movie. Um, if you ever seen it before, Shug, have you ever seen Gremlins too? Uh, when I was a kid, but I've seen the I've seen the first one more recently. But I've heard about it that like it was kind of like self, um, self refer self referential. Yeah. The second yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very meta, very meta, and it's a tower, and like. You know, they mention it's Joe Dante and he's doing his thing. We talked about Richard Donner uh, a month, a month and a half ago. Uh, he was part of one of his uh, goonies and stuff. And um, but it's very, very like very self rep, you know, very, very like meta. Uh, Elvira without Elvira, Pee Wee Herman without Pee Wee Herman. And um, I had no idea about Gremlins One, so I would watch this whole time. But I love this movie, and like they would do all these like Batman references and stuff. Um, so like I would have never have seen Gremlins One, you know, without seeing this one. And I, and I would always think Gremlins Two was like superior than Gremlins, because if you watch Gremlins now, it's great. Yes, it's a Spielberg movie and stuff, but it's you know I think uh, Gremlins Two uh, outshines it. Mm-hmm. yeah and there's a bunch of other ones too um th- th- these aren't my uh pinnacle th- this is not the my choice i okay. just want to give them more yeah these i have 10 of them you have three out of 10 okay so or i have more than that so you know less than you know 
So think about another series. You mentioned James Bond. I didn't want to go in that 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 area because we, what is it? Twenty five James Bond movies. But there's a film series that came out that's very successful. Uh, it's about a handful of movies, and I respect the original. Uh, there's hits and misses in the series, but I prefer the third one. It's National Lampoon's Vacation, Christmas Vacation. I think Christmas Vacation by John Hughes is superior to uh, the original uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm. Were you a, were you a fan of the National Lampoon's Vacation series with uh, Chevy Chase? Yeah, but so, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan of. I'm I'm not a huge fan of um christmas vacation so i disagree with you i would disagree with you or not like i i like i like the original the original is really good a matter of fact i like the remake the the new the newest one with ed helms and like christian applegate more than i like um christmas vacation i like vegas vacation because i was the first one i saw oh yeah i saw in theaters but like that's great though like why, why don't you like the Christmas one? Because um, there's something. It feels I, like I like it, it, but I don't. I don't feel like it's any better than the other movie. I feel like the European one was like the worst, and then that one was the second worst to me. I don't really count like the um the Eddie Eddie one. I um, think that I think it uh, the vacation the original vacation. Of course, John Hughes as well. We will talk about John Hughes because we're in Chicago. Uh, this is my my thing, but I think it trails off. Like when once they get to uh, the ant dying, the great ant dying, it mm-hmm. kind of like gets like like what time is it? Like I'm watching on TBS. I'm like, what time is it? You know, like but like the the Christmas vacation at one. I, I can go until Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray's there, and I'll be like. We'll finish this off. You know, I I I don't know why, because maybe it's like the whole. I'm not very nostalgic for like Christmas stuff, but um, for some reason, I I just I enjoy that more. Mm. Yeah, so that's one of the things. Like for a series that takes place over not even a generation, just a generation. Um, that's another thing. You know, I I thought about another weird thing before I get into my thing is a remake that is technically uh, not a sequel or a reboot. It's just like the same movie over again. Escape from L.A. John Carpenter. So this is another thing where I never, I saw the original, I saw uh, Escape from New York when I was a kid. And um, we would rent it and stuff. And I'd be like, wow, this is like weird. Just like a dirty tape. Because it was like right next to like where the pornos were in the video rental area. I'm like, this is weird. This is like 30 years ago almost, you know? And I see it from LA came out and we just saw it. And um, like now watching it now, uh, I realize that it's like it's like the same thing over again, kind of like Gremlins 2. But uh, you know, better I always thought it was just like better graphics to go whatever. But um uh a carotene, both of the carotenes are in it. And I was like, why is the guy from Revenge of the Nerds in it? Oh, I get it. It's like LA. Yeah, it was the Carradines were in it. And, um, you know, so at this point right now, I'm saying like, I prefer Escape from LA, which is like sacrilegious to people on uh, on the internet and stuff. Um, 
that just annoys me because like well, well why can't i think that mm. you know all right uh what what i'm gonna say right now is it is gospel right now rocky 2 i prefer rocky 2 over rocky 1 i respect rocky 1 but i think if these two movies came out like separately they could be their own movies rocky 2 is like someone who who got all the success and how how does he handle it you have rocky one which is like in its in of, of itself it's fine you know it's like you know like uh disney type thing well he he, he won you know they, he didn't lose he didn't lose he didn't win and but like rocky two like it starts off it's like an actual sequel but then from there it's just basically him like dealing with like success and stuff and he doesn't want it and it's like, you know, it's it's in the same vein as uh, the Godfather movies, where it's like you could probably do a whole marathon, like what they do on TNT, where I started watching all these Rocky movies. Um, but I, I I'm gonna go with uh, you know Rocky too. If anyone ever, you know, yeah, that's the only one I never made it to the end too. Oh, the end of I watched Rocky one all the way three four How? even the horrible eyes number five um Rocky Balboa I love both Creed movies but Rocky two I've never made it to the end of I never I not that I didn't want to see it, it just never it didn't interest me that's fascinating though I I think I find that very fascinating that you like. Like most, Rocky, Rocky five Rocky. is Rocky five is one of those like it's so bad that it's kind of like good. Like, yeah. movie. It's like watching a train wreck. Um, but Rocky two, I've never made it to the end of. I've I've been trying to watch it for years, so I don't really have a opinion or as to whether or not it's better. But um, I would say that three it's probably my favorite one and i think that one's like superior to rocky that's interesting because i'm like the complete op it's weird that we're doing this all time i i think rocky three and four and all that stuff i i can't get through them but mm-hmm. i like rocky too because it's so like simple it's so simple that's why I, I find it very interesting that like i could say one thing and then like someone else has like a, another opinion on it. it's like awesome you know i i i you know like rocky two and Rocky One and Rocky Two are like the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. But uh, if you want to see a movie that never, you never saw the original, and you just want to see part two for the first time, that on my list is uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. No, okay. you don't have to see. You don't. You you do not have to see. Uh, yeah, they're also uh, like interchangeable. Yeah, you don't have to see them. And the it's like, actually really good too. Uh, uh, um, the the newest uh, one. Um, you, you saw it on the airport, uh, airplane, right? Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I, I fell asleep yet. towards the end, but it was it was because it was um I was an early morning morning flight, so I tried to stay engaged. But the whole story was like um excellent, no no pun intended. Um, Samara Weaving and um I forgot who played um Ted's daughter, but they they were great in it, and it it actually like tied everything together on the sport of movie but it was, yeah, it was really yeah. good I'll, I'll watch it too on the plane but um that that's great though because um you know you, you get one my opinion you get your opinion but like we're always sort of in the center of, with like the opinion stuff mm-hmm. it's just funny that like um 
uh, for three and four and five, I think it's like too Hollywood. And I think part two is like, you know, Rocky two is like still kind of edgy or whatever. I don't know. It's like, that's my whole thing where it's like him reacting to it. Yeah. You know, sequels are great. And it's, you don't have to do everything in one thing. Yeah. You have another one? Yep. Yeah. So um, Empire Strikes Back is another one where, you know, they weren't going to do a sequel because nobody knew how successful the first Star Wars was going to be what we know now to be a new hope. Um, he actually, uh, George Lucas actually wrote um, a version of it. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it would have been a low budget oh, uh... sequel that, you know, he would have been able to like produce on his own had, you know, 20th Century Fox not given him the green light to do Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back it was um a lot grander of a scale um a lot more stories going on a lot more subplots going on together that all like weave together to make um you know one major film had the biggest one of the biggest reveals in movie history when it was revealed that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker and Luke's father um it's one of my favorite movies. I like it because it really does stand alone because at the end of it, it kind of leaves you... Um, it, it's very ambiguous at the end as to whether or not the, um, you know, our heroes would prevail and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I could watch that by itself without having to watch, you know, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. And then, like, the other film, I think is like, superior to the original... It's actually like the third movie in the series, Last Crusade. I've always talked reverentially about The Last Crusade, um, Indiana Jones with Sean Connery and Harrison Ford, where Sean Connery is like, you know, his father. And it, it shows, you know, this first, these first two movies just show how badass that um, Indiana Jones was or Henry Jones was. And then is like the one person that he can never get approval from, but wasn't like his adversary. And I think aside from the first two movies where it was just like, oh, let's show how like cool Indiana Jones was. Like this one actually like involved um all different people and it didn't fall into like the same, you know, tropes that um a lot of movies do. The damsel in distress turns out to be like part of like the 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 bad guys. Um, the guy that recruited him turns out to be like the main bad guy. Um, all these things you kind of like get used to today, and you can probably see from like a mile away today. It was kind of like surprising. It's like even surprising to me every time I watch it. Um, but it, it's definitely one of my favorite movies, and I think like it's better. And I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an awesome movie in of itself, but I feel like um the last crusade had like a lot more heart to it. Damn, I'm like shocked that you said that because like it's on my list too. Mm-hmm. Um it's on my last crusade is on my list too, but I'm like, how do you go against like that? Like, you know, like you know, uh you you add like character development and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree, you know. But uh the whole like you know the original with the the the, the ball and everything it's like everyone knows that. The snakes and stuff uh but uh yeah i agree uh 
you know, I always used to like Temple of Doom, but not any, not anymore though. Uh, I think when I, the last three times I watched Temple of Doom in the last like once a year, um, it's not as good as the original. I used to always say that like maybe as a contrarian, I'd always say like Temple of Doom was like, oh man, I love Temple of Doom because it's like Empire Strikes Back, where it's like it's not supposed to happen. It's like kind of like a side quest. Yeah, um, I hate Temple of Doom probably even more. I, I, yeah, I don't. As want... you get older, no, I hate it as much as I hate the the other movies. I mean, I hate it as much as as people say they hate um Kingdom or Crystal Skull. I feel like um Kate Capshaw is annoying. Mm. Um, short round um drags like well Kate Capshaw drags the film down. Um. Short round is annoying. The only like appealing parts to me is when he like returns the stones to the 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 village um in India and um you know helps them like be able to grow their food again and then all their children have been like abducted um or returned and it kind of like you know if if you ignore all the like blatant like racism and stereotypical like shit sure but that's, the movie itself is is lacking to me i think it'd be it could be like 20 minutes before part three like it, it's not like necessarily like uh should be a movie mm-hmm. um yeah um but yeah i mean that was my decision um the only movie i actually saw like in person was terminator 2 Mm-hmm. And I'm still on the fence because I've never really seen part one like all the way but, through. I so mean, I, I can't do it. I can't I, do it. I, I, I thought about Terminator, but then again, it would it would be like, oh, we even showed out like Terminator one was like a good movie, or is it only it good is. because like Terminator two is like really good, and it's not, you know, Terminator one is not the movies that followed terminator 2 um you know 3 yeah. and genesis and um the one i forgot the one with christian bale like it's oh, not um, old movies so now it's like you appreciate it like a little bit more yeah that, that's exactly my point and uh sure i agree with you that that was like the same thing where i like t2 is one of my favorite movies of all time but i can't like you know doing the same thing mm. Uh, so I think that was a great uh, conversation. Uh, I love talking about movies. Okay. So now we ask, what is a television show that you tried to watch and like because everyone told you it was great, but you couldn't get into it? This was proposed or tweeted by Tony Posnansky on Twitter. Um, there's a blue check mark, so he's known for something. I don't know what it is, but you know, shout out to him. But he says, I'll start Shits Creek. Sorry, so I'll start with Shits Creek, but it's not the show that I'm gonna, I'm gonna use. But Shits Creek, I've seen like a couple episodes of it because they show reruns on Comedy Central, and my TV is stuck on Comedy Central. So, like, I'll wake up and I'm, like, working on, you know, this show. I'm doing, like, videos. And, you know, I'll just have the TV on in the background. And then by the time I'm done, I, tur- I you know, 
um, I turn the volume up and it shit creak and I just watch the show and I'm like, I don't, I don't get the appeal of it, but people really love the show. And I'm, I watch the shit and I'm just like, I remember I was watching it and I guess it was a scene where like, I guess the idea of the show was like, it's these rich people lot became poor but at some point they bought a town like Kim Basinger like she bought a town in Georgia or like she she bought like all the different businesses in the town so she she bought the town um so they realized like they still own that town and they moved to it because that's the only first place they could afford to live because they still owned it that was like the one thing that like the government couldn't take away and Fast forward one of the episodes, it was like one of their old, like, you know, bourgeoisie friends came to the town and they were like really disrespectful to the poor people in the town that the family um, became friends with because these people like welcomed them, you know, welcomed them with like open arms and they, you know, got to know them or whatever. Um and then they went to a party after they decided to leave their um, bougie friends and go to, you know, uh, a, like barn dance or some shit. And I'm looking at this dance party or this, this party barn dance. And it only had like two extras that were of color. It was like an Asian chick and a black chick. And I was just like, all right, I can't get into this. Like this, this, this show stinks. And then I watched like a couple like i watched like the 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 dialogue and stuff like that and i was just like okay this this show i don't understand the appeal of it is the appeal of like rich white people interacting with poor white people and like nothing in between if that's like what they were aiming for i guess they got that but it, it wasn't like appealing for me but at the same time like the the, the reason i'm talking about that specific tweet is just that like you could not like something that other people like, but not shit on people for liking it. But at the mm. same time, people shouldn't shit on you for like not liking it, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense, sir. Mm-hmm. So what was yours, Mike? Was, was that your actual pick? No, I was just going... I was, I was right. continuing I was... on because he's, he said he started with Shit Squeak Creek, so I also... Oh, I didn't like shit squeak. I actually have a show that that I've, I've I people love that I didn't I couldn't get into. Okay, so like just with the shit squeak thing, I I kind of get it. Where like I felt weird watching it because um just and, and it's a very very uh bougie thing to think about. But I'm like that's Canada. That's not New York. Like or it was very like they're two white people. I'm white. They're white. Mm-hmm. I got it. You know like. But I'm like, uh, it felt weird. They filmed it, in, and then I realized they filmed it in Canada and stuff. And the way you pro- presented it to me, I'm like, yeah, I I don't watch TV like that. It's crazy. And I'm like, all right, and I, I watch things differently, especially in the last couple, you know, a couple of years doing this show. And I was like um, disappointed because, like, I love Eugene Levy. Like, well, I he's all, Jewish. Like, I, the whole thing is like Jewish. Like, like, um, whenever I see him, I think of like. Canadian and also like through a different lens, like Jewish lens too, because he's very he's very usually talking about that. But yeah, okay, <laughs> um, different. 
I'm not gonna touch that one, but no, ethnically is different. <laughs> Again, I'm not gonna touch that. But Eugene Levy, like I'm a I'm I'm a fan of his um, you know, Second City TV. Yeah. That's where him and his wife on the show, um, Catherine O'Hara, who a lot of people mm-hmm. know most of all as um Kevin's mother in, in the Home Alone series. Both of them started off there. But I know him from American Pie and I always like been like reverential towards him because it's always played off a of comedy. Um him playing Nova Levin in the American Pie series. And I always say that's like the greatest like father. Not comedy, not drama, like the best like cinematic father I've ever seen in my life. Like he was very loving, um, he annoyingly so, but it, you could tell there was a lot of love um, that he had for his son. So then when I found out like he his son was on that show, and he you know his, he was playing you know they were playing father and son. I was like, all right, so th- th- like I'm gonna get to see him like doing that, and like I was just watching a show and I was like disappointed and not. That's funny because um, now I get what you're saying. Uh, but recently, like maybe a month ago, before I get into my thing, finally, geez, like finally I get into it. But uh, I fell asleep and I was like halfway half asleep, and I saw Dan Levy. Um, you know, he he was doing his Eminem commercial. And then the next commercial was uh, Capital One, and it was uh, Eugene Levy and his, and his daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a she's a diner uh, waitress or uh, owner? And I was just like, um, good for you, good for you. I love it because I'm a big fan of uh, one of my biggest uh, comedic things is uh, Christopher Guest, and the, you know I was a big fan of that. Shout out Jamie right. Lee Curtis. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, um, how I met your father, how I met your mother, how I met your mother. Oh, I ain't even out yet. And you don't like it. Uh, yeah. So how, how I met your mother. So that show would always be on and I just couldn't get into it. Like mm-hmm. it was like at the end, like, like college and people like whatever would be into it. And I just like, I forced myself to watch it. You know, I was like, I, I'm not into it. But any other show that was like remotely popular, I uh, gave it a chance and I watched. Uh, Hot in Cleveland, I watched it. I liked it. Uh, now I watch um, Two and a Half Men. I never used to watch it then, but that move that that show right there, the uh, How I Met Your Mother, I just couldn't get into the. Uh, I love, um, uh, you know, Doogie Howser. I don't I don't disrespect his, his real name. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. I'm a huge fan of him. I love him and everything. I just never got into the show. I know that you went on to uh, Marvel. Uh, I just never got into him. Never got into it. Mm-hmm. So many other shows I can just like uh, give excuses, but that show I just I tried watching it. I just never got into it. Yeah, and it's very. It was very popular. It will you know will it get a resurgence and like uh, rerun? Because it was on TV Land for a while, but now it's not like. You know, I'm on the right page here. Yeah, it's, it had its fans and it had its um detractors. Like I, I, I've, I've liked it. I've loathed it. Um, and then even when it ended, and people, you know, people, it was very like polarizing how it ended. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just like, 
I could see how you hated it, but at the same time, I could see like how it's like fine. Um, but the one for me was like a huge one, which is Breaking Bad. Um, <sighs> just uh, like my thing is, this, this is just my philosophy on like anything. If I if I, with TV shows, and this is why. I always say, like, if I own a restaurant, I'm going to try to make every day, every meal, um, every experience that somebody comes in and have um, have it be the best one. Because you never know if it's going to be the first time mm. that somebody's coming in there. And just the fact that you didn't give it 100% that day could mean that that person might never come back again. Not only that, but they might tell people, like, yeah, that place doesn't even worth your time. And that's how I feel about certain TV shows. I'm just like, if you have a show and it's just like, you can't just pick up any episode and that episode could get somebody interested enough. And it's not, it doesn't have to be the best, but it has to be, like, interesting enough. That's like, all right, this was, like, okay, but I kind of want to see more. Like, if you can't do that as a show, like, it doesn't grasp me. Um, hmm. And I just remember, like, a friend of mine, Dan, when we was in um college, I think he, like, just got into it. So this was while it was still on the air. And he was, like, binge-watching it. He was binge-watching it. You know, all the episodes, I think, like, proceeding to the one that was, like, currently on air at the time. And I sat there and I watched like two episodes and I was just like, this this show, like it doesn't captivate me. Like I don't want to see any more of this. I don't want to see what happened before. I don't want to see what happens after. It it doesn't intrigue me at all. But at the same time, I'm not gonna shit on anybody for watching it. Like I gotta understand why people are into it. But it's just like I don't have the wherewithal to watch like fifty the like however many episodes of that show that there there is to 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 try to get hooked but i've watched like several different shows that on the surface like oh all right this is the like synopsis of what this show is about or you know i see like pictures or clips of the show and you know i've seen shows like that and off the rip like it wouldn't appeal to me but Somehow, some way, I got I, I I hopped in. See, like if I can't hop in on season three, episode four, and then be like, all right, I want to see season three, episode three, back, and then you know season three, episode five forward, then that show just isn't for me. Like I've watched like Mad Men. I jumped in Mad Men on season three. Yeah, you tell me that. Watch that. You know, we had the video about Sonny. Like that show, I was just watching a random movie on FX, and then they showed like two episodes of Sunny afterwards. And I was just like, I remember seeing commercials for it. And I was just like, I don't want to watch this. And then I finally watched it. And I was like, this show is like the the the, the best shit I've ever seen. Like I I just recently started following um uh Caitlin Olsen and mm. Rob McAnally and Charlie Day and um. Uh, Glenn Howerton. I started following them on like Twitter, 
I always follow Dan video because I love Dan video, but I just started following them and they've been posting picks from the set of the upcoming season. And I'm like, yeah, I need it. I want it. I want it. I can't wait. I want to see it. Like they, they, um, they, they posted like a picture and it was just like, um, Dennis and Mac, like looking like they're, they're about to do it like a country album. And I was just thinking in my head, I was like, Ooh, the gang, the gang gets a little bit country and a little yeah. bit rock and roll. So I'm excited for it. And it's just like, I, I never would have done that before, but Breaking Bad, it just, I watched two episodes. And I was like, this shit. I was like, it, why is this an I was like, why is this an hour? Like, yeah, it just wasn't for me, but I, I don't shit on anybody for watching it. And I always think that like the laziest thing the laziest reason for somebody like uh, the laziest thing for somebody criticizing a show or disparaging a show to me is I just don't get it because it's not like these writers and these creators are creating these shows simply for like your dumb ass. And I'm pretty sure that, um, I don't know the, the guy that created, um, breaking about off the top of my head. Yeah, was like, uh, well, he, huh? Yeah. X-Files. It's like, yeah, it's X-Files. Well, I'm pretty sure that dude wasn't like, ooh, like, let me make sure this is, like, good enough for, for like, Shook's taste. So mm-hmm. I always say that, I, this show sucks because I just don't get it. Like, no, nah, like, who the fuck cares about you? Uh, and that's the same thing. That's why I don't shit on anybody that does, like, like that actually likes Breaking Bad. Like, I don't know, like, man, I watched that show once and it sucked. Like, um. Let me jump in here because I totally agree because I only watched Breaking Bad the day of the finale. I watched the the, the two-day AMC like uh, breaking marathon, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I watched every single episode in a row before it ended. That was like 2013. Um, my brother hates it. He never watched it. He doesn't care. He's like, I have no interest in it. He's like, I don't want to. But then that's like me complaining about like uh, soul purpose. You you. You know, I, I'm me going into soul robbers and being like, ah, oh, I'm annoyed about this. You know, like whatever. You know, like um, Breaking Bad is made for the complete opposite. It's made for, uh, I used to always say it was made as a book where it's like, uh, there's not really cliffhangers. It's just like book to book to book to book or chapter, 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 chapter. And like each, each season is like a thing. And I totally understand where people like, you know, don't, don't really get into it and stuff. And I only, I, I only watched it twice all the way through. First time, again, it was the night of the, the weekend of the finale. And, you know, I got caught up in the whole ending for some reason. I'm like, I've only been watching this for two days. I don't watch because I tried watching it the first season in 2008 and I was not into it. I, I, I was like, yeah, I was not into it because AMC wasn't really a network at the time. Right. It was just like, you know, yeah, it was like kind of like, like Madman. Like Madman was like their first, like, four because AMC used to just, it was like what American movie cinema channel or something like that. Uh, yeah, American so, movie channel. And yeah, uh, so, so it just used to show like old movie, it, it would just show movies oh. all day. So it was like the first time that they ventured into um dramatic television. And then I remember uh, they were saying like, oh, it was made by the people that made Sopranos. I, I love Sopranos. Mike loves Sopranos. So Matthew Michael Weiner, Weiner. Yeah, Michael Weiner. Yeah. Matthew Weiner. He, Matthew Weiner. He, um, 
you know, ah, his name attached to it. And I was like, ooh. But then I watched it. I was like, oh, it's like in the 60s. Now, mind you, I was like, you know, in my early, I was I was like 16 when it first came out. And I was just like, I don't know, watch a show about like the 60s. And then I got into it, like, I think after, like, during my freshman year of college. And I was like, oh, oh all right, like, I could appreciate this now. And I, you know, yeah, because that lines up. It was like three years. Yeah, I was a senior in high school when it came out. Oh, well, I was going into uh, senior year. I was in going to freshman. I forget. Yeah, well, and then, I, and then yeah break... I didn't watch it either. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. And then the, uh, later when, I, when I first got into it, that's when they started airing promos for Breaking Bad. And you know what? Now I'm realizing here's the reason why I, like, I didn't get into it initially was because and this is this is the part that's gonna like knock your socks off mike i was watching it the promos for it and i was just like the father from fucking michael more um for from malcolm in the middle is like a drug dealer now like get the fuck out of here i'm not watching this shit i have my socks off (laughs) yeah that that was the whole reason like i wrote the show off Mm. and i didn't watch it but obviously, like I said, as a 16-year-old and seeing promos for Mad Men, I didn't want to give it a chance back then. And then as I got older, I appreciate, I watched it and I appreciated it, became a fan. But then I got older and I was like, all right, let me give Breaking Bad a chance. And I watched an episode and I was just like, okay, this is like boring. And I, that's just life. And I, but I, I could understand why people like it. Um... And it's crazy because there's a lot of people in it that like I, I like like Brian Cranston, Cranston, mind you. At the beginning, I was like, the, "Oh, the father from Malcolm in the Middle," but then obviously I seen him acting in other stuff. I actually seen clips of him from Breaking Bad, and I was like, "All right, he's he's not just he's not a comedic actor." Um, and I decided to, to to give it a chance. Um, Bob Odenkirk. Um, yeah, well, like we said uh, like, before. Yeah, yeah, he has like you know, he's yeah. still rock. He's he's sending out some funny tweets every once in a while still, and uh, uh, he's one of my biggest uh, uh, comedic influences. Uh, I think Breaking Bad is like the epitome of binge watching, like because I first watched it as a binge. And I don't, I can't go week to week with that. That show was like a book, yeah. like chapter to chapter. chapter. If, if you're done, put it down for a minute and you go again. But I don't think it's a good show. It's not a TV show. It's more of like the epitome of uh, streaming. It was a streaming before streaming. Yeah, and I, that's why I said, I'm like, you got to have, like, if I can't jump in season three, yeah. episode four, mm-hmm. like I it, agree. like, I, 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 like, I'm, I'm not gonna like it um because why are you oh nah you can't just watch that episode you gotta watch the whole thing da, da, da. so i'm like all right well all right i watch multiple episodes that now i have hours of my life i'm not ever getting back again i'm gonna watch actual shows that i would like so yeah my, my thing was it was just like these shows like one thing again the, the point we want to express here is just like Stop shitting on people for not liking stuff that you like. Like, people are going to be contrarians. 
like plain and simple. There's stuff that Mike likes that I don't like. There's stuff I like that Mike don't like. And I slave, but I don't like, you know, like Mike, how, do, how can you like that? Or, you know, Mike doesn't like Shug. Like, this show sucks, you know? Uh, well, that leads us to our next subject about uh, Toonami. Right. That, is, that is a very, very, you know, previously niche uh, uh, category that we're going to jump into because we have a lot to talk about that, too. Yeah. All right, Chuck. So, uh, me, I'm, I've always been a night owl. You know, I'd watch like uh, Nick at Night, I'd watch, you know, stuff all night long, like on cable and stuff. And uh, Card Network was always uh, something that I always ended up on and kind of influenced me on my uh, humor or just who I am as a person. And there's something that, that grew out of the 90s that came very popular and then became a staple of something we call Adult Swim. And it was Toonami. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to talk about Toonami? Um, I've, uh, you know, I, I grew up same as you. Um, I get perfectly honest. Anime is a big thing for me uh, in the fact that I don't know much about it because I got into it. But everyone, I, I, I work with people that are about 10 years younger than me, and it's as American Pie as Eugene Levy in the movie. So, um, Toonami. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the thing that made me, like, talk about it was because I'd seen on Twitter, like, a lot of people were talking about different anime and... um. I think there was like a debate because I guess like if, if you if anybody's like a fan of like Dragon Ball Z, the character of Vegeta, like they would never have Vegeta be like the per, the, the the hero in any of the stories. They would never have him beat the bad guy. They would have, you know, Goku beat the bad guy, Goku's son, Vegeta's son beat the bad guy, like all these different people. And it would never be him. So it was interesting that people were talking about it. And mainly the people that were talking about it were uh, a bunch of African-American guys. And I just found it funny because, um, or I found it interesting because people talked about like the, you know, stop Asian hate that was going on. And as you've seen, it's kind of like dissipated because you haven't really heard too, too much about it. But, you know, it, it there was a lot of, there was a lot of conversation about the violence against Asian people, or at least like racism or bigotry towards Asian people that was coming from like the black community. Um, and I found it strange because like a whole bunch of like the, the most heinous crimes, Asian hate crimes that were being done were by like white men, but it became a whole thing about like, Oh, like, how come people aren't coming out like how they did for like Black Lives Matter and da 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 da? And it was just this whole like discussion about um African Americans and their relation to um Asian people. But at the same time, I, I found it interesting because I feel like black people had 
have like probably the closest relations with like Asian people and Asian culture because for one, they have a whole bunch of businesses in our neighborhood. Um, you know, people are always ordering uh, Chinese food. Um, and the, the one thing I, I thought about was like how much influence like the anime culture had on like the black community because I remember when I was a kid, I was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, like above everything else. And to the point, like I used to buy the video games, used to buy toys, used to draw. I actually used to draw the Goku. I, I would draw like Goku and the different Dragon Ball Z characters, like because I used to sketch. And I didn't even, I like before I even sketched like Mickey Mouse, I would sketch Goku. So my first like influence on like my my um you know animation artistry was Japanese culture. So I just thought it was interesting because a bunch of the kids that are now adults probably grew up on Asian culture. And I think the the one thing that had a big influence on that was Toonami. And like it started off because Sailor Moon used to come on. Cartoon Network in the afternoons by itself. It just used to pop on um, around like two or three o'clock. Um, and then it kind of like expanded to this thing called um, Toonami. And if you remember, it was like hosted by Motar from Space Ghost, who was like a guy with like, uh, they had like a tree, 3D animation. And he's a guy, he had like a bucket mask and he kind of was like a dark Vader type of character and he used to just pull switches and stay say stuff um in the little like commercial bumpers like introducing the shows and um previewing the shows and stuff like that yeah and i liked him because it was like what it was based on the uh space Coast where it was like i liked i sit up late eventually we all watched cartoons at night too but i i sit up late watching talk shows so the way they manipulated their thing i became a fan of space ghost and moltar and uh all of them based on that and that led into them you know using this as a bumper you know yeah gorak and brock yeah you know it was just like you know um and these yeah. were um they would be at night um, they started off at night and then they moved into the afternoons and that's when they kind of took over because afternoons after school we would watch like WB Kids you know, oh, yeah. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and um, yeah. Batman Superman Adventures and then you had on Fox you had like Power Rangers and um, Beetle Boys and that type of stuff but then that was when you were in like third grade to like you know, like, first grade to, like, third grade. And then when you got into, like, fourth and fifth grade, sixth grade, a little bit into seventh grade, they would have Toonami on Cartoon Network, and it would have, like, an abundance of all of these different Japanese animated shows, what we know today as anime. And it had all of these shows that, um, you know, I still reference from time to time. But you got Dragon Ball Z, that was the main one. That's that was like the the centerpiece, at least for me. That was what I used to watch. 
And then they watched, they had Sailor Moon for a while, and then they kind of took it off and replaced it with other stuff. And they had another show, Tenchi Muyo, which I always thought was like a cool show, because they had like this um guy, this teenage kid, and for some reason, like all these different like alien women would fall like somehow end up where he was at and they would all like lust after him so like the little like um Lotharo and me used to, to kind of like that part where all these girls were, were lusting after this guy like these alien chicks these um girls from like these other villages and stuff like that um, Gundam Wing, that was cool as shit because yeah. it was like dudes like operating big ass like robots and Mecca. Another sh- yeah and then another show before that was like Voltron which was a show that was probably one of the first like um, anime shows because it, 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 it came out here in the 80s um, riding on like the Transformers and GoBots thing where you know this family would you know, have these dogs that formed to make this one big ass robot, but then you had Gundam Wing, uh, which was like these one guys, you know, you know, like one guy operating these big ass robots. Like I remember when our movie Pacific Rim first came out, I was like, oh shit, they're making a Gundam Wing movie, but mm-hmm. it was kind of like inspired by Gundam Wing. It wasn't Gundam Wing, so I was kind of disappointed. And I had like another show on Ronin Warriors which is kind of like a samurai show. But it was all these different things I introduced you to Asian culture. And I just remember me and all my, me being black and me and all my black friends, like, we was like, you know, Pokemon wasn't on there back then, but like, we'd be playing like, you know, Pokemon, Red, you know, on our Game Boys and trading Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which was another like anime show. And then drawing uh dragon ball z characters and stuff like that and it just amazed me where it's just like yeah like all this talk about like black people hate asian people da, da, da. it's just like nah like to, to when you talk about like cultural appropriation where people be like i can't hate like i, I can't be racist like, uh, maybe i'll make it a poor example but you know a lot of people they'll be like i can't be racist i like black like i love hip-hop da, 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 you know and it's like a lot of black kids really like enjoyed anime. There's a lot of black adults, uh, like one famous one, Michael B. Jordan. He's like, ah, you know, I'm uh, I'm just a dude that loves anime. And I remember it was like a, a time on Twitter, like women and like, you know, a couple of guys was like shitting on him. Like, oh, he's a nerd. He's this, that, and a third. And a lot of people came to his defense. It's like, yeah, I love anime too. Um, it's 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 a it's a normal thing. It shouldn't be something that people get like called geeks or dorks or be you know bullied about. Yeah, uh, hopping off of the picking back in on the whole uh, geek thing, whatever. It's like normal. It's like it's it, dare I say Americanized to enjoy anime now. Um, so someone a, a week ago, I worked with someone ten years younger than me. And they did a reference to a anime. And I knew, I know what the anime is. I just don't know the reference. And of me, of all people, where uh, I know, like, you know, you, sure, I, 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 I try to know everything and all this anime. 
and like Harry Potter are the two like geek things that I don't know anything about really. I never got into it. Everything else I can like I can like bullshit with you like in an elevator. But um, that just showed me like it's like a normal thing. And it, the word normal, you know, you can, you know, whatever, but it's, it's like people grew up on it. It's like me mentioning, you know, anything else that, um, like if I do like a, like Seinfeld or Simpsons or any reference that I grew up on mm-hmm. anime now is like, you know, the same thing, you know, it's like, yeah, now it's, there's like yeah. there's so many of them. Like they, they like, I, 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 I see people talk about it. I'm like, I never like heard of this. And I remember I used to um when I was like stay home from school, um it had like an encore channel, like encore action that would show like anime movies. And you know, when they had that uproar about um Ghost in the Shell, right? Yeah. I remember as a kid, like, you know, 11, 12, 13 watching ghost in a cell um and all of these characters i never realized like they were like asian people like they always see like i always thought they were white people yeah so i didn't understand like the the um i didn't understand like the uproar about it but you know the more and more i think about it i was like yeah like what? it was like shouldn't be playing like an a- asian character it would have been Better uh, so like late nineties when I was we were like you know like ten or like late like nine years old, um, there was something about it that I was like, it's different. It is different. And I was into it. And I'm like, I would see these VHSs of Ghost in the Shell. I would see ECW. So you know, they would have them all like import areas. And I'd be into it and stuff. Uh I just, you know, uh, you know, I like Cowboy Bebop, I like the Akira, you know, like Akira and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um but the whole thing with going back to Toonami, blocks. Uh, let's get into the whole fact that it's like a block of shows because even today, like you would put on like a, you would stream something for like six hours, fall asleep to it. So like Toonami is a thing like that where it's like you would fall asleep to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned already uh, WB Kids. We had uh, Fox Kids. And, uh, you know, during that same time, Cartoon Network had like Looney Tunes and all that stuff. And that helped shape my um, like, humor and personality and stuff like that. But blocks of stuff where you would come home and you would know that from four to six yeah. or from midnight to 6 a.m. You're going to be like putting this on. And uh, when I was talking to this kid and they were like dropping these like references, I had no idea what they were talking about. Think about this. Um. There's kids that we know that I just because I work with right now that like fa- uh, Family Guy was canceled. It was they were born like after Family Guy came back, which is insane. Which is like tells you know, which is shocking. They're like you know like fifteen, and um, it's just that type of thing. Like blocks of stuff is very important. Um, and Pokemon, uh, Mike's joke was always, "Oh, I'm still in the red from then." Uh, for some reason though. Like, I never really, uh, most of my stuff is like based on, um, my older brother and stuff. He never got into anime, but I did a little bit, but I never really fully got it. But I respect it. I understand that anyone I see, I see like these, I see these like animation, like, uh, you know, like people wearing pins and stuff. And like, it's the same with me with wrestling. Watch our guy with like a cream of the crop, uh, you know, t shirt. And I'm like, I get that reference, you know, but, um, 
I know it's a huge part of like Americana, which yeah. is a big thing. Mar- yeah, it's it's part of Americana now. You can't yeah. like, yeah. And it crosses like generations. Like I try to get like my like if I try to get my brother to watch um, like the the one thing like me and him could like relate to to each other on because like I'm 17 years older and um, mm-hmm. or video games and anime like i try to get them into sports they don't want to watch that um can't really get them into like wrestling or none of that but he'll come to me and he's like yeah i watch like manga and you know i'm reading manga and um the the video games and stuff but i i like he has a dragon ball z it was funny because he started talking to me he he goes through these different phases, but he's really into like the the um you know video games and manga um video games and anime stuff like that shit never left. Hmm. But he started talking to me about like Dragon Ball Z, and then randomly I like started going on like YouTube or um like different like streaming sites like torrent sites to find like old Dragon Ball Z movies, and I was just sitting down watching Dragon Ball Z movies because he like um reinvigorated that like interest for me and it was just something we relate to and he still he still plays old stuff like he, he'll play um i have his his games here and he, he plays like Mega Man that was like also another um mm-hmm. rock man you know um yeah rock man um Asian import um and video games in general Nintendo Sega, all those uh, pro wrestling. Half the stuff I watch is Japanese, you know. It's like, you know, so we're all in the same boat with that, too. But he's just, yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, I think all of these people are like are bigoted or like racist, um, towards Asian people. Like, they're, they're just like in their own pocket, like, they're in their own little group of like idiots. I think they're like uh, our uh, cousins, like, like the same thing with like rock and roll with like the Beatles and stuff. Like they they listen to like you know black music in America, Japanese. Like they they watched a lot of like American stuff and then they saw this, they came back with it, and then they came up with their own version of it. And like we are now watching their version of us. It's it's great. I mean, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful uh, like we're all like like cousins. I love where I use cousins because it's like it's different. It's distinct. Yeah, it's also special though i think every time you watch like some kind of movie it's like or you you hear you hear some kind of like person as that's like a pacifist it's just like we we have a lot more in common than we have um not in common and we need to focus on the things that we do have in common so mike final thoughts episode 65 all right so final thoughts um we are recording the end of august uh, 21st. I'm excited for Chicago. Uh, I'm excited to finally hang out again. Chuck, I haven't been a long time. Um, sports, you know, we got the Yankees going on. We'll see what happens. I hope that um, we level off a little bit and then we get another peak going into the playoffs because we've been teased already too many times since 2017. Um, I'm going to go with Toonami. Um, they used to always have G Force at night, and me and my brother would like watch this at night. And we were like mesmerized by this. We would, be, we would just watch the shit at night. We'd be like, "Whoa, this is fucking crazy!" And we would like, you know, just like watch this. Uh, 
you know, you know, crazy animations because we grew up on like you know, GI Joe too, but this was like a sped up version of it, and we were just like, oh my god. Um, with sequels, you know, I gave a lot of examples. Um, I still think that the greatest, not my own, my own self saying this, but like I think Terminator Two is probably the best sequel ever because. I think we both agree that Terminator is not that great of a movie, but T2 is like, you can just watch T2. You don't have to watch any other movie. You just watch yeah. Terminator 2. And actually, um, not to interrupt you, but no, no, no. Wait, since you brought up like Terminator 2, it, it was one of the movies where it kind of like inherently was able to like um, break the tropes of um, sequels and like Okay. Oh, now okay. Now the Terminator is good. It's like yeah, they recreate yeah. because he was like a robot. But then they kind of ran away with those type of, um, well, in Judgment Day, like okay, he's a good guy now. All right, you can understand that. Um, mm. oh, like I thought, um, they stopped the end of the world in the first one. Well, not really because this happened and it was like inevitable and they did that in they did that in 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 terminator 2 but then they kind of like ran away with it in all these different terminator movies uh so yeah perhaps like terminator 2 might be the greatest because it it kind of established certain tropes but it it was um the the movies I followed it kind of um ran away and went wild with its 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 um with with things that terminated to had like established. I also saw it in theaters. It was like one of the first movies I saw in theaters. So that's like another like personal thing to me. But uh, you know, every time like a DVD came out, I was oh like, going to it and stuff. And I'm also wearing for some reason. If you watched a visual of this, I'm wearing the cleaner. It's the I'm not a big fan of him, but he's he's Terminator, uh, Kenny Omega. Ironically, um, but yeah, but like you know, I, there's so many shows that I like watched. Um, I will say that you know I never got into um, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, you know, just I don't know why. I, I, that's the one thing that like I never like Scrubs. I was forced to it would, people. Put, would put it on the dorms i would like visit my friends in like the their college dorms and i'm like all right this is funny i guess but the the, the, the how i made your mother i never got into i felt very um i don't know bougie i don't know it just felt very i never got into it um show you talk way more into like the show and i'd rather talk about breaking banner now because I agree where it's very hard to watch it. Like you can't just like put yourself in the one episode and like be able to follow. And uh, I think your, your uh, selection was a great example um, because again, I only watched it during a uh, marathon and I don't think I could actually watch that week to week. Um, but yeah, but uh, Chicago, we have less than two weeks now. Uh you know, next week, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, we'll get an episode in there somehow, and then we're going to do a live one probably or something like that. We'll do something. 
Yeah. Yeah, one of you know once in a lifetime thing we're doing, and uh, we got um, so many things to do that I'm like trying to juggle like what are we gonna do things and this and that. But we're gonna get like we'll be together. We're gonna be hang out all the time. It'll be fun. And shout out again to Elbow Drop Art with the um, uh, Ferris Bueller parody. Yeah, I think it's awesome. awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And it, that came out a uh, half hour before uh, we went live. Yeah, man. I, I wanted to get the, the shirt. I'm, I'm, I'll see if I, if I could get my whole um, Ferris Bueller outfit on so I could I could do that when we go to Wrigley Field. But yeah, um, yeah, breaking bad. Like I said, I, I won't knock anybody for enjoying it. I just personally, me, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, and sequels, uh, like I said, Godfather Part Two, I prefer to watch over Godfather Part One. Empire Strikes Back. I always love watching that movie. It's my favorite um, Star Wars film. Period. Favorite thing made from Star Wars. Period. Um, and The Last Crusade, I, I, you know, Sean Connery and uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones and James Bond. So that, that's always like a recipe for me. Um, the, the woman in our movie is was just gorgeous. And like I Irish, was, Irish woman. Yeah, I've always been like fascinated by her. Every time I watch her movie, I'm like, God damn, she is hot. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny as it's funny to me because you know um, Sean Connery made up the um, she tossed in her sleep. <laughs> yeah. So hey. so so the reactions and everything was like very like genuine, and that was like the greatness of him. Um, God rest his soul. Um, and I'm excited for the fifth one because I feel like the fifth one is gonna somehow recapture the magic of the last crusade because you know we talked about how like well mike said he liked temple of doom i completely ignored it i hate that movie i abhor that movie and steven spielberg said as much when he was making last crusade he said he said he had to make up for that movie so i think they went a step ahead um with james mangold replacing steven spielberg who's um, I don't know if it's his last movie, but the last famous movie or big big movie that he made was Logan, which was um awesome. I love that movie. Probably one of the best superhero movies if you consider it a superhero movie. So I'm I'm hoping that perhaps this movie is even more superior to the other Indiana Jones movies. Um, Tsunami. Like I said, I first thought of the idea. Because I was seeing a lot of people on, I see not that I was seeing, but I see a lot of people on Twitter, um, talking about anime, and I was just like, I used to love anime too, um, it's just that there's so much of them out there that I, I couldn't get like too encapsulated by it. But shout out to all the people I love anime, man, especially the 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 black people because, you know, I think we always get like a bad rap, like oh, like we we hate everybody else. Because everybody hates us, so people assume like we hate every other culture, and I'm like we we take part in everything. 
uh, it's, it's it's funny them like funny to me, like Hispanic culture we we take a part of, uh, white culture obviously we have to take a part of Asian culture, like we dabble in and you know we we catch a bad rap for that. Um, and I too am excited for Chicago. Um, hopefully getting to meet new people and. Um, branch out the Shogmita Mooney name so you know a lot more people could enjoy this like you all are enjoying this right now so shout out to y'all for you know listening and supporting to us we respect that shout out to my boys Darnell shout out to my boy Kevin um, and shout out to everybody I listen to the show I, I love y'all and this has been episode 65 of Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney.